Is that music too loud? I'm just playing with levels. This is Joe. I've got nothing to say. But it's okay. Of course it is okay. And of course I've got something to say. The reason I named this uh, podcast that... First of all, I'm a Beatles fan, so uh, I've got nothing to say, but it's okay. It comes from a Beatles song, and if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that. Or if you're a Beatles fan, you surely know that. Uh, first thing I want to talk about, the reason I named it that, though, was it's more of a message to myself than to anybody else, but I'm about to tell you anyway. As I go for a sip of coffee. Not rum and coke this week. Yeah, last week I guess was a bit irresponsible, wasn't it? But I listened back when I was sober, and I don't know, I don't think I sounded drunk. Whether I did or didn't, I don't know. I don't know, and... I guess it really doesn't matter, does it? Because this is my thing. This is what I'm doing. I'm going to open a spreadsheet here. (laughs) Maybe I won't right now. I don't know. I've been thinking about stuff throughout the week and jotting them down in a spreadsheet. But I want to just continue the thing of winging it. Winging it. At least uh, to an extent. What I did last week was I went uh, back on something I'd said earlier on in the first two episodes, and I said, I'm going to have no rules. First episode, especially the second episode. I'm repeating this. I'm doing the same intro every time, kind of. Um, But I don't know. I, I just feel like it's important to give this context. I got some new headphones, and it's... It's sounding very loud, so I don't know if uh, I don't know if this is going to be the right quality. Uh, I don't know a lot of things. What I really don't know right now is um, I'm holding back again. I'm doing it again. This is what I was doing. This is what I was doing the first couple of times. I'm. I get I get so concerned and in here I get so concerned about whether I'm being interesting or funny or, or inspirational that I just I just uh I screw it up. I, I I get self-conscious and and I'm not really following any particular train of thought. But that's the okay part. That's that's the whole point uh to the title of this podcast is if I've got nothing to say, that's okay. Because seriously, who's to decide that? I was listening to another podcast, um, Mark Maron's uh, WTF, What the Fuck. There we go. There's where I earned my explicit tag. It's not that I feel it's necessary to earn earn the explicit tag. It's just uh, I put it there by default because, you know, what the fuck. 
Because what the fuck? Because I don't want to censor myself. I censor myself like you and everybody else on the planet. We have to at times, you know, in order to uh, live in a polite, civilized way. We're going to censor ourselves. You don't want to always be saying exactly what's on your mind. Even even real positive stuff um, should be censored at times. I, I've been seeing, and I, I don't want to make this into a slamming a guy for being too positive, but uh, sometimes it just it just bugs me that there's some some people who uh, put their stuff up on on Facebook and it's just like overly overly sappy positive stuff. You know, I, I don't even want to uh, name names or point fingers because, you know, it's a, what, a, what a thing to criticize somebody for, huh? You're too positive. You're just too damn positive. But sometimes it, it does. It just it almost strikes me as, uh, well, not that it's not genuine. I'm sure it's genuine. I'm sure the person is feeling positive about stuff. And about people, but it just, it strikes me as just overly sappy. Just sappy. But the point is censorship. Yeah, we censor ourselves all the time. So I don't want to do that now. But now I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about um, the fact that I don't want to censor myself. And in, in a sense, I kind of am. Because... Um, well, let me get to this. Let me get to the uh, Judd Apatow thing. <clears throat> I was listening to Judd Apatow on Mark Maron's podcast. And one thing he said, he said that there was a turning point in his career. When he realized he had done some, like, really some scene. He had written some scene that he, th- that he thought was just kind of a throwaway scene. Just nothing, nothing really to it, you know? And it turned out to be that somebody told him what an impact that scene had on them. So the point that Judd was making was, we don't know. You know, we don't know when something is going to be significant or insignificant to other people. You know, whatever it is that I'm saying right now, uh, to me, just seems mundane and scattered and there's no point. But there doesn't always have to be a point. And it's also not up to me to decide if there's a point or what the point is. Yeah, I might have my own motivation, my my own point, my own message I want to get out there, or not. But it's not up to me to decide. I don't know that something that comes out of my mouth at any moment that I think is mundane or just throwing it out there. And somebody else might listen and go, oh, wow, that is so profound. And of course, conversely, I can, I can be trying to be profound and somebody else can listen to it and go, yeah, well, whatever. I mean, this is nothing new. I, I know this from stand-up comedy especially. We, as um, comedians, are not the judge. It's the audience. 
A, com a comedian has to have a sense of humor, obviously, to write jokes. But it's the audience that decides whether something's funny or not. Right? It's not up to us. I'm, I'm becoming self-conscious now about uh, the noise in my headphones. Like I said, I got these new headphones. I don't know if I've got all this stuff cranked up too much. I guess I'll find out later. <sighs> you know, I, I, I really should have just started talking about, there's a reason why I'm, I'm uh, maybe less motivated than usual. Could be uh, the half gallon of rum I drank over the weekend. Could that be it? Hmm? What do you think? How about a couple of bottles of Jägermeister that I got as well? 375 milliliters each. And then throw in another beer. Some big-ass strong beer. And then, oh, wait. I also went to, uh, took a walk to the Thai restaurant and had a thing of sake. And then, oh, from there, well, this was on Friday, because every other Friday I have off because I'm spoiled. I am so spoiled. So I took that time. I took that time off and I used it well. That day I get off every other week on a Friday and... Went to the Thai restaurant. I'd already been drinking at home. Then I went to the Thai restaurant and I had food. At least I did that. You know, at least I ate. That's good. But then I had the large bottle of hot sake. Then I took a walk down to the sports bar. Players sports bar. And I had, had me some beer. I think I just had one. Which is kind of weird. Rare. Except I'd already been drinking. <laughs> morning. Oh my God, what am I doing? Because I'd been drinking the night before. That's right. That's when I went to the liquor store. I went to the liquor store and I bought about $50 worth of alcohol. And that lasted me the weekend. <laughs> kind of alcohol that could last months in some people's houses. What am I doing? I mean, seriously, what am I doing? Because, it, you know, I've, I've, made, I've made light of it. I've made jokes about it and said, you know, that I'm, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm alcohol-ish. Or I'm alcohol-esque or something to that effect. You know, the, a few years ago I went to the doctor and he asked me if I drank and I said, yeah. And he asked me how much and I don't know, at, at the time maybe sometimes like a 12-pack beer a week. And he asked me why. I said, so why, why, are you, why do you drink? And I told him I drink to feel good. And he said that was a, one of the warning signs of alcoholism. So, you know, I've, I thought, well, would it be healthier if I drank to feel like shit? <laughs> I mean, seriously, drinking to feel good is a... Sign of alcoholism. I guess let's let's get into this though. Maybe, maybe what he thought I meant was, I had to drink to feel good. Now that would be that would be more of a problem. <laughs> but that's not what I was saying. 
in fact, even as I rationalize now and I think about it, because I'm asking myself, yeah, of course I drink because it feels good. I don't feel like I need to drink to be happy. In fact, you know, I spent the entire week last week, um, you know, during the week, not drinking and feeling good. Feeling a hell of a lot better than I feel right now. (laughs) So why am I drinking so much? I mean, yeah, it's that old feeling good thing, pleasure, just like the same thing about, you know, masturbating or anything else. I mean, we do it to feel good. But do I need it? I've gone times in my life when I've gone years without drinking. So I know I can. And I don't know. I, the, the, the thing that's got me stumped now is, I mean, uh, I like my job. I get along with my kids. I'm not in a relationship, which I'm fine with. I mean, that's the kind of thing that could lead somebody to drink, (laughs) being in a bad relationship anyway. I don't feel like I'm drinking to fill a hole, but I guess, I guess I am. There's better things I could be spending my money on, that's for sure. I mean, even if I were only spending, let's say only, let's say I spend $50 a week, but there's times when I spend more. Because, oh my God. Especially when you go out to drink. So there's a couple couple of things there. I mean, even even but even $50 a week, spread that over a year, that's $2,500. Bucks. That's, a, that's vacation money. You know, I, I should be saving money because... Uh, in a little over a year, uh, Autumn is going to be going uh, studying abroad. There's got to be a stupid joke in there somewhere, but I'm going pa- to pass it by. She's going to study in France for a semester. And my plan is to go visit, you know, at the end of that time there. Uh, go visit her. We'll go to... We'll at least go to France, and I've never been to England, so I like to go to England. Maybe take a swing over to Germany, just at least touch base there. Uh, so, you know, that 2500 bucks could come in really handy. And, and like I said, it's probably even more than that. I'm kind of even afraid to go back to my spreadsheets and see how much I've been spending. So there's the money part. But then even even the even taking the the money part out of it, uh, there's also just how about my what's what's it doing to me physically and mentally? I almost didn't even come up here and to do this today. I put it off all day because I just uh, feeling groggy, and now because I just really wasn't. All that motivated to come up here, I'm, I'm probably, I don't, I, I don't know, I'm hearing noise. I think there's some echo. I could just put more care into doing the sound check. I could have put more care into it. On the one hand, you know, look, it's, I know, God, I'm arguing with myself. 
arguing with myself. I guess that's what we do a lot, isn't it? Isn't that what uh, thinking is sometimes? Going back and forth on stuff. Why do I drink? I've been joking all these years about that when the, the thing about drinking to feel good and would it be healthier if I just drank to feel like shit? That's <laughs> kind of serious, you know? I mean, because even though I'm at least being responsible now and I'm not uh, drinking and driving, at, at least I got that going for me. But seriously, there's so many better things I could be doing with my life. Why am I drinking? Why am I drinking so much is the, is the bigger question. Why? Why am I drinking so much? Or I could just stop asking why and, and just stop doing it. <clears throat> That's what I've always done in the past. I mean, I, there were even a couple times in my life where I, I smoked cigarettes. And then at some point I just stopped. I, I don't really, I don't want, want somebody to pat me on the back over this. It's just, uh, I guess I'm just, um, I got that ability for whatever reason that I can stop. But then now, do I have that ability? I think I do. I still got free will, as far as I know, unless that's an illusion. Man, this is sketchy. This is just sketchy. I'm just hearing the microphone noise in my head. I really shouldn't be doing this right now, or maybe this is the perfect time to do this. Because I didn't want to. I did not want to be doing this. And yet here I am. Because I somehow I feel obligated. I feel obligated to do this because it's something that I've decided I want to do. But right now what this feels like is it feels like really crappy. <laughs> really crappy. Crappy podcast. I'm not really liking the sound of my voice. So how about that? I, I got to keep plowing ahead. There's something about this. There's something about this. Maybe this is exactly when I need to keep plowing ahead. Going to look at my spreadsheet? I was kind of afraid to because... Uh, Last week when I was recording and I went to look at a spreadsheet and then the recording stopped working. <clears throat> so we'll see what happens now. Really wouldn't be a big loss if it stopped working now, would it? <laughs> oh my God, I'm so positive. I am so positive. Let's ask about this. Let's ask, uh, let me ask myself a question. Yeah, this spreadsheet isn't coming up. <clears throat> Why not? Why aren't you coming up, spreadsheet? Ah, oh, the heck with it. Let me go with my memory.
That's something I was thinking a lot about this week is memories. Memories and the fallibility of memories. And I'm looking down and I've, I've done 20 minutes. I'm thinking, oh my God, I've got another 40 minutes to do. Do I have to? Do I really have to? There's no law that says I do. I can cut this thing short because I'm telling you what, it's, it's just, uh, it's painful. It is. I'm feeling like, uh, like the, the second episode. Because when I did the second episode, there was a, a point where I was just staring at the wall, staring at the VU meter, watching it bounce between green and red. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? I, you know, that, maybe why, why ask why? Why, why, why ask why? I've, I've, I've got this feeling like I want to get things out, and yet here I am fighting against it. It's like a, like when a marathoner hits the wall. Um, I've got nothing to say. <laughs> and, and, but right now it doesn't feel okay. I'm not even sure I want to put this up. But there's that damn artistic integrity thing again. <sighs> yeah, I was thinking about memories. Because I was listening to um, another, uh, Mark Maron. I might as well just make my podcast uh, about Mark Maron. I'll call this episode Memories and Mark Maron. But one episode, uh, he's, he was doing his uh, 500th episode. And he had a friend on, uh, Steve Brill doesn't really matter who the friend was. It's just that I happen to remember, so I said it. And he and Steve were talking about um, stuff that had gone on. They'd had a falling out. They'd been really good friends, and then years went by, and they weren't talking to each other. And they were talking about basically just comparing notes. And it was interesting... I'm not going to go into everything that they were talking about because that's not the point. The thing that I found interesting was how different their memories were. Some things they went, oh, yeah, okay, they agreed on. But there were a number of other things that, that they disagreed on, and it just really got me to thinking about memory and that, you know, our entire life, Uh, aside from this exact moment, your entire life is a memory. Everything, everything you've ever done in your entire life is a memory or a series of memories. And they're fallible. 
It's like, it just got me to wondering how many of the memories that I have of my life are even accurate. Does it matter? What if my life is all just an illusion? It's an illusion, Michael. In a sense it is, because even right now, uh, I'm getting sensory input. You know, uh, <laughs> I tell you what, you know what? I'm not going to go the hour this time. I'm going to cut this puppy short because even though I might uh, prove something to myself by plowing through, I, I don't really think I will. I might tack on another half hour later or not. Maybe I'll just cut this puppy short because seriously, I, I'm working against myself. I, the, I, first of all, I couldn't even pull up the spreadsheet. Things are just going wrong. I'm hearing the noise. I'm hearing the recording uh, quality just doesn't feel good. But mainly it's the fact that I just didn't want to fucking be here to begin with. And even though, like on principle, I thought, no, i got to come up here. It's Sunday. I decided I obligated myself that on Sunday I would come up here and I would turn on the microphone and I would talk for an hour. But now I'm just, I, if I don't even like the sound of my voice, why would you? <laughs> Wait, Judd Apatow, that's right. That's what Judd Apatow said. Somebody might be listening to this and thinking, hey, this guy. This guy's really profound, but that person would be very strange. That person would be very strange. So, ladies and gentlemen, both of you, I'm going to cut this puppy short. Put myself out of my agony. <laughs> no, that sounds too drastic. I'm just going to go watch Top Chef. I've just been plowing through episodes of Top Chef because I'm on a never-ending quest to become everything I've ever made fun of. I've made fun of reality TV a lot in my life. And yet here I'm plowing through episodes of Top Chef. But I have an excuse. I have an excuse for that because... Top Chef and shows like Top Chef, I, I'm okay with because they're celebrating excellence. There's something about them that's excellent. In other words, you know, it's not like a Jersey Shore or or, a, or the, any of the billions of housewives of whatever. God, we're just a bunch of people screaming at each other. There's some of that element in Top Chef. There's a little bit of the human drama, but for the most part, they're celebrating, they're, they're competing and they're celebrating excellence. They're striving for excellence. And so that's what I like about it. As for the many other things I've become that I used to make fun of, being a dad was one. That amazes me now, but there was a time when I thought, oh my God, people who talk about their kids and how their kids mean so much to them and they're Oh, my kids are my life, and my kids are so important, and I made fun of that. And now I'm one of those people, and loving it. What I'm not loving right now, although I do feel 
Maybe like the last few minutes I felt like more of a human being instead of a whiny bitch. More of a positive voice. <laughs> but you know what? There was times when I've, I've thought, um, when I think about what I'm going to talk about when I'm when I'm here, why am I doing this? Why even question that? I'm doing this because I just I feel something. I feel the need. I feel the need for speed. No, I don't. Not anymore, anyway. I have felt that need before, but that's another story. I don't need to get into that. Other things I've done, aside from drinking too much, I gotta really, you know what, when I turn this off, and it's gonna be in less than a minute, I'm gonna go a half hour, I'm gonna cut this in half. I'm gonna gonna go do some serious soul-searching or I'll just stop. How about that? How about if I report back to myself next week here? Not as groggy, more motivated to say something that isn't just droning on and being a whiny bitch. How about that? How about that? How about if I, next week, I make the tone of my voice match more to the tone of this song? I'm going to let myself play myself out. This has been Joe Palin. And I've got nothing to say. But it's okay. Just when I have all the answers, all the questions change. One day the world looks so normal, next it looks so strange. Looking over the ocean on a sunny day. I'd like to stay here forever, it would be okay. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do.